Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Marketing Fix Show. This is episode number 20 and today in studio we have Anthea Chittenden. Chittenden. Correct. Yes. On the money. Um, we had someone in the studio last week as well, also quite an interesting surname and it's just notorious for, I'm notorious for mispronouncing people's surnames for some reason. So I'm glad I got that right as well. Fabulous. I'm on a streak. It's two for O. Um, <laughs> before we dive into today's show, uh, I need to tell you that our show is sponsored by the Digital School of Marketing, www.thedigitalschoolofmarketing. That's where you can go to learn the survival skill of the future. All kinds of uh, courses available. And if you subscribe to the Marketing Fix Show, you stand a chance to win a course worth 11,500 Rand. And the Digital School of Marketing is accredited nationally in and internationally. So have a look at DSM or digitalschoolofmarketing.co.za. Now to our guest, Anthea. And uh, you're going to be talking about LinkedIn marketing, which is something I haven't touched on in the show actually at all. Um, I think we had someone on board, episode number 15, 16, we kind of like touched on how companies can use it organically uh, in terms of to outreach and connect with decision makers and kind of like send them a bit of a message and give them a bit of an intro, almost like to an extent, spam them. And I think that's what most people are doing these days is probably just spamming people in the LinkedIn newsfeed. But uh, that was it. And I'm very, very excited to have you on the show today. So thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. And no. look forward to the discussion. Uh, it's going to be lovely, and I, and I really look forward to it. So from my side, I think, will you kick us off with just a bit of a, a kind of like a intro to who you are, what you do, who you work for, uh, and kind of like how you ended up at uh, Turn Left Media, which we'll talk about just now. So Turn Left Media represents LinkedIn marketing solutions in Africa. Um, they have the sole agencies across the continent. And really, um, we focus on helping both um, clients directly as well as agencies um, you know, learn more about the platform, um, building up their uh, uh, organic collateral, mm. as well as obviously the side of paid campaigns. And it really is about, you know, connecting and creating really good content um, to those key uh, business decision makers that you mentioned, as well as, you know, um, different target groups on the platform. I mean, it really is a rich, um, wealthy area of B2B conversations and so much more, actually, mm. you know, looking at thought leadership, um, your employee advocacy. And yeah, it really is about, you know, helping clients um, um, and agencies understand that better. Um, so a nice place to be, exciting place to be. Yeah, I think LinkedIn is kind of like misunderstood in a way. Like I think it's the, the, the power of LinkedIn is extraordinary, but most people think it's just a platform for B2B business where people just connect and, and kind of like reach out to each other. And it's a lot more than that, I suppose. Yes, indeed. Very much so. Yes. I mean, you know, you're looking at the conversations with your peer group. Um, you know, it just, um, you, you, you really get, it's a space where you can tell your story from a brand point of view. Um, and just so much more about the culture of your companies. I mean, you know, and it's encouraging really healthy um, conversations around business. Um, I mean, you know, the GDPR compliancy on the platform is one of the best in the world. Um, it's really a credible and brand safe environment, um, which, you know, I think a lot of other social media um, platforms have come down to fires, but, mm, you know. Mm. Um, so we're seeing amazing um, developments in terms of the back end on the platform as well. 
um, you know, from the premium target audience um, capabilities, the layering um, of um, the back end, you know, with your insight tags now running, conversion tracking is all available. Um, so it really is coming into its own. I think, you know, we've seen huge growth on the platform in the last two years. I, I can vouch for what you've mentioned, touching on the back end of the advertising platform, because I'm one of those individuals who love being first when something is available to advertise on. Obviously, I want to experiment to get my hands dirty, and usually costs are quite, you know, much cheaper mm-hmm. when when you're early. And in the beginning, the advertising platform was very clunky, like I'm talking about three or four years ago. Like it was quite difficult to, it wasn't really intuitive. And since Microsoft had its acquisition, it's kind of like changed the whole game for LinkedIn because LinkedIn was quite, I mean, it was plateauing. It was growing. And from the stats that I now can recall, it was growing, but not at the rate that it's growing now. And I think Microsoft had a massive impact in giving it a clear direction and a clear purpose and and turning it into a really, really powerful tool for anybody who is looking to obviously grow their their organizations. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into LinkedIn, maybe, you know, your background, where you started and then how you ended up on Turn Left Media. Media. Yeah, with pleasure. Um, Well, funnily enough, my background is from print. So I was in magazines. Um, loved it, mm. but you know I could see the changes um, happening, and I decided to go back to studying, and I went and uh, focused around the um, digital um, entities. So I did a um, course through Quirk, um, okay. which I think is red and yellow now. Um, and yeah, I mean, once I did that, I made the transition to go into digital. So I moved over to Space Station, um, which is the part of the multi-choice group. And um, it was kind of a learning by baptism by fire, I have to be honest, because it's very different to print. Mm. Um, the pace is much faster um, and there are a lot of more contingencies to consider. But it was a fantastic opportunity and learning curve. And then I started my own business, um, which I did a bit of freelancing, um, which I still occasionally do. So um, I like to keep myself um, aware of what's uh, kind of happening on Facebook and Instagram. I really like the, um, you know, content creation. Mm. Um, So that's just sort of a hobby more than anything else. But obviously over the years, you kind of get a deeper understanding of how to use the platforms better. And people really um, need a lot of help sometimes in terms of, you know, the more technical stuff. And then um, Marius and um, Marius Skriff and John Bowles approached me and um, said, look, you know, um, would you like to take a chance on a startup? Because um, they had recently won the agency um, for LinkedIn. Oh, okay. Um, um, historically, it was held at Spark Media. And yeah, they, um, I said, yes, it sounded very exciting. I had I mean, I knew about the platform, I was on the platform, but not in terms of what I know now. Yes. <laughs> it's been quite, quite a journey. And um, I was very green in terms of LinkedIn when I started, but they were amazing and I got um, I'm incredibly you know, trained well and um, I've grown with the new changes on the platform, which I really has been invaluable. You know, um, So it is also very fast paced. I mean, the changes happen really all the time. Um, you know, we do get trained. Um, we're p- part of a global um, training system that we can, you know, do 
our credentials anytime. Yeah. Um, so, you know, internally, you know, they keep us really upskilled um, and cognizant of what's happening on the platform. Um, so yeah, I um, I've now been with the company four years, just over four years, okay. and I mean I can't believe how fast it's gone. Um, and it's just really every day I learn something new, and I think really one of the nicest things is is that you know I'm not just selling media. You know it goes beyond that because mm. you really learn about the strategy of the client. You learn, um, you know, you kind of get a feel for the businesses that you um, you know uh, are representing in terms of those campaigns. Um, you know, and it's almost like each business has unique criteria that they need, and particularly lead gen has been quite a yes. new, um, you know, concept um, on on the platform. So yeah, um, it's been a very very exciting ride. So you know, that brings me to today. No, that's awesome, and thank you again for coming through. And I think, like I said before, like LinkedIn is misunderstood. Uh, in terms of the capabilities, it's un- I think it's underrated actually, to be honest. Uh, but we're going to talk about that just now. And I think I touched on the growth LinkedIn had uh, since Microsoft has taken over. Yep. Can you maybe elaborate on you know what's happened over the last couple of years and and, and I know expansion into Africa and it's become quite a you know popular platform in, in South Africa specifically as well. Yep. Maybe just give us some some context and. Yeah, sure. I think with also the usability being um, like better, um, more people are getting a fair on the platform. And particularly in South Africa, I mean, since I've been on the platform, it's really exploding. More and more clients are building up their own media, which is their company page. They are spending time in terms of building up good profiles within the business. So that's your employee advocacy, your thought leadership. Um, you know, and from there, that's kind of the foundation of any good sort of paid campaign that you can reach out to. But we've also seen um, amazing growth and interest up Africa. So, you know, we work in Nigeria, Ghana, Ethiopia, um, and it's really quite special to run campaigns in these different countries because they've all got very different feels and needs and um, audience um, behavior. Yes. So um, that's quite nice when you get to A/B test on the campaigns, um, and yeah, I mean, we, you know, I've run campaigns that um, we've done them in French, you oh, know, in, in wow. Mauritania. Um, you know, we, you also get to work on a quite a varied amount of businesses. Yes. So anything from mining through to retail, you know, it's quite broad. So you really do learn the nuances of audiences. You know, it's not just copy and paste. Yes. And also the tools got a lot better because you can actually layer um, you know, the different criteria that you need and A B test that. But one of the biggest changes as well is that um LinkedIn is now an objective based Um, you know buying platform so if you look at your objectives it's one of the key that one of the first key sort of criteria you put into when you're looking at your paid media Mm. and that should actually tie in very much to your um, overarching strategies and the content that you're doing on your own media but you know you've got things from brand awareness you've got website drivers you've got lead gen you've got engagement and all of that drives different um, algorithm behavior bid costs um, and you can get to really play around with the audiences on the background much easier than ever before. Yeah. So, you know, we've got exclusions, we've got um, all sorts of different layerings that you can. And I think from um, particularly, um, I, I work on a lot of lead gen campaigns. 
and your audiencing is absolutely key to success and it does take a lot of a b testing and you continuously have to evolve with your campaigns and mm. your kind of what your your strategy is from a content point of view you know you know you know what i've seen is that i think linkedin is now where facebook was about seven six seven years ago yeah. in terms of its media buying capabilities and why i say that is because in 2011 I was probably one of the first South Africans to spend money on Facebook. And I always make the joke, I said, instead of spending, I said, like, you kind of like felt like I was wasting money on Facebook because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Now, in 2011, the only thing that you could do on Facebook was literally run a page-like ad. It's the only thing that you could do, nothing else. Yeah. And even then, you, you couldn't add a picture to the ad. Yeah. It automatically pulled through your thumbnail of the page. Yes. And the only thing that you could change was the caption at the top. And uh, at the end of the day, the costs of advertising was extremely low and there was a huge organic reach on the platform. And that's yeah. how I built my first business is I, I literally ran page-like ads. Yeah. People started following the page and every time I posted, I reached about 30, 40, 50% of the people who followed the company page. Yes. And that's how I drove traffic back to the site and that's how I started monetizing the traffic, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel LinkedIn is kind of like where Facebook was in terms of... Uh, the, the the media buying capabilities of seven years ago, not 10 years, 2011, there wasn't, wasn't a lot you could do on Facebook in terms of paid, but from 2011 to 2015, the paid side of Facebook changed completely. Within five years, like you've mentioned now, objectives started becoming, um, they, they were adding a lot more objectives on a, I would say, quarterly basis. So from going only from page likes as an advertising objective, yeah. they went to traffic, to post engagement, to conversions. Yes. Um, and then after that, that, they went to video views and lead gen and messages. That's and essentially, that's why I'm saying LinkedIn is kind of like in that phase where they went from only being able to do one, run one or two different ads to now having all these types of different objectives that you can do. Yeah. And it's what makes it so powerful. And on top of that, in terms of Facebook, comparing it to Facebook, the organic reach on LinkedIn now is still really, really good yeah. versus Facebook, which is basically dead. Yeah, well, um. yeah, well, yeah, there's conversations around that. But yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, often LinkedIn, you know, uh, does get compared to Facebook, but it is a very, very different um, platform mm. um, in so many ways. I mean, um, I think definitely one of the things that, um, you know, when I put um, strategies or costings or forecasts together is that people, you know, um, obviously cost and budgets are a criteria of, of, of any paid campaign but you are going to be paying um, a, a premium for this kind of audience you know um, looking at what you're getting mm. on the platform and particularly because of the GDPR compliance and you know the stringent measures they've put in place that it is a trusted credible environment you know so um, it's also interesting though over time when you run campaigns particularly always on is definitely um, one of the better strategies to have is that um, your bid strategies become quite important in terms of that kind of conversation. Mm. And, you know, obviously you um, have different campaigns bursting or you have the always-ons, but it's kind of working on the objective. The objective is your foundation. Then you go into the actual build of that audience. And then there's another criteria of the bidding strategy as well. Mm. And in actual fact, um, LinkedIn have just um, done a huge ramp up now. It's it's probably, I think it's going to finish now at the end of September for the global ramp up. 
Um, so you will be seeing it on the back end. Okay, cool. Um, and you kind of now have target costs, you have CPCs, you have CPMs, you have manual, but it's very clearly sort of done on the platform. But you know, to me, that is going to encourage more A/B testing. Yes. Um, and you know, we have this amazing repository of knowledge that is available um, to campaign managers in particular um, that you can access and actually. Um, help you formulate better campaigns as you go on and actually different businesses need different kind of campaigns as well you Correct. know so it's quite fascinating to see and also like you know often clients with lead gen they just want to jump straight in there but um, on LinkedIn I think you do have to do a bit of preparation you need to engage and educate that audience particularly on the more um, complicated um you know, bars, so, yes. you know, massive IT systems, um, things around mining and engineering. Um, so there's a bit of more thought that needs to go into to those yeah. plans, you know. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of the new backends and your demographic click reports and all the inside tags, they're just getting better and better all the time. So ultimately, it's to help that um, client, not only from an advertising point of view, but also from a content point of view. How are you structuring good, helpful content on your um, owned collateral on your company page and even developing thought leadership within the business is so, yes. I think, underestimated. You know, more and more um, businesses in South Africa and Africa are doing it and with great success. You yeah. know, they really are. And that's where um, I think, you know, a three-month, a six-month and a 12-month plan are critical. Um, obviously, you know, thought leaders <laughs> tend to be very busy people mm. and they don't always um, have the time to, you know, write these long form posts and that. But you can be clever about how you pull out content and how long you can use it for as well. Correct. And what's nice about LinkedIn as well is you can amplify thought leadership, you know, as a, as a campaign. And What um, do you mean by that? So what I mean by that is that um, a thought leader can create a long form post, which is an article. Yeah. And um, you can then amplify that as as a paid media campaign. You mean r running it as a post engagement kind of objective? Yeah, ad? yeah. I mean, it's it's just what um, we call sponsored content. Okay. Um, it looks quite different um, to the normal um, sort of boosted. I'll say boosted posting. Is that LinkedIn's? boosted post feature similar to yeah. Facebook's boosted post feature yeah so I mean it's just um, you know you cannot boost from a, um, a profile yeah so that is not allowed but um, what the thought leadership person would do is they would write the article and not as a post as an article that can then get posted to the company page and then a paid media campaign can be done on that post okay so it will always it will come from the brand I mean it's, yeah. yeah yeah and it's it's really drives um, legs to a campaign. We've been doing that for a couple of our clients. It's working quite nicely. Very, it's very nice. It's unique um, information. You know, just yeah. think on LinkedIn. People are looking for helpful, unique information that is really going to help them, you know, do what they're doing better. Yes. Um, and I think in South Africa and Africa, there is a real hunger. Um, you know, people are, will, they really want to learn. They, um, you know, are reaching out to each other. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just... No, for sure. Quite diverse as well. No, absolutely. You, I just want to take a step back there. And you've mentioned early on, you said, you know, Facebook's a, a completely different organism to LinkedIn. And a lot of people do compare it. Yeah. I suppose when it comes to spending money on social media, you know, you put them, the two of them in the same category. But at the end of the day, it, it, it's not necessarily. Maybe we can just talk about some of the main differences for those listening. I think, you know, a lot of people 
would take a step back and say, okay, LinkedIn is for the B2B space and, and, and Facebook's for the consumer space because the people who I'm trying to sell to might not be on Facebook when it comes to my service business. But then again, the people who I'm trying to target for my consumer brand might not be on LinkedIn necessarily. So maybe we can touch on that. Yeah, I think also like um, a huge thing is as well is think about the mindset when someone is on Facebook versus LinkedIn. So even if we look at a member that is on both platforms, I think when you're on Facebook, you know, um, you are in a very different mindset. Mm. Um, you can be killing time. You're kind of social. You're there networking. to escape, I think. Yeah, you know, a um, little bit of fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just got a different feel about it. Whereas when you're on LinkedIn, that is your professional persona. Mm. And personally, what I see is people, you know, I see some heated debates in terms of, you know, some of the comments that come through, but it's normally, it's very well handled. And people are trying to, when they get their points across, they're trying to, you know, come from um, an angle that's not just going to be ranting and they're careful with their language. Yeah, I mean, they're professional. Yeah, very much. And I mean, it's important because, you know, that's your professional identity that is quite, um, you know, exposed. So you handle it very differently as well. Mm. Um, so the tonality of the platforms is hugely different. That's a starting point. Um, I think from brand's perspective, it's really a brand safe environment because yeah. of that you know we are very strict on the gdpr compliance so often a question i get asked is how data is shared mm. um and the back end is quite stringent sometimes you know much to the bane of our lives but it's yeah. necessary so the data is protected it gets deleted after 90 days i think also what i'm seeing as well is abm marketing is growing hugely on the platform so people are now starting to... Sorry, say that again? What type of marketing? So it's account-based marketing. Okay. So, um, you know, acronyms. <laughs> we love our acronyms. So, um, you know, I really see that growing. And that is when, you know, a business is using first-party data that they've gained in their business through legitimate sources. So emails, for example. Emails, um, I mean, competitions, whatever. Yes. However they have owned that, you know, got their... Um, legitimized um, first party data and they can then use that on LinkedIn as a in data ingestion okay so what happens is, is you can either use an email list or you can use a contact list with just company names yeah. it has to be over 300 for the list to be able to ingest yeah. and it has to be in a certain format but all of that is available on the back end of the, the platform and that's very similar uh, yeah. to Facebook's custom and lookalike audiences. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay and then you, you build the, the, you know, the lookalikes and all the rest of it. And obviously also for the inside tags on the website is a great way as well to build up um, a, a prospect company base list mm, mm. using your website. So that strategy is just as important. You know, I think when you are um, considering LinkedIn, um, definitely use the two in conjunction, the mm. website and and uh, and LinkedIn as well, you know, it works. makes it more powerful. Yeah, but I mean, I think you know, also, um, there's definitely sort of different. Well, there are different units on the platform in terms of paid media. So, um, you know, I know on Facebook it's a little bit different. Um, also, our targeting criteria. Is what do you mean in terms of units? So, advertising units. Um, you've got your sponsored content. Yes. So that is would happen in your feed as you see it on your mobile or your desktop. It can co consist of carousel, static, which is a single image, and yes. then video. Yes. Um, then we have message ads. So that's your one-on-one -on -one engagement. Correct. So it gets sent into your inbox only when you are active on the camp uh, on mm. the, on LinkedIn. 
as well as a newly launched conversation ad. So the conversation ad, um, we've had it for about two, three months now. And it's quite nice because it's almost like the feel of a bot. So when you're in the ad, you can ask, they, they would, the client would look at frequently asked questions and they can actually tailor that to the ad so that you can move around within the ad and it can act as a website driver as well as a lead gen. So it just shares more information to that person if they are looking, you know. That that conversation product. ad that you've now mentioned, yes. is that very similar to the messenger bots on Facebook, essentially, where you would, someone would say, I'm interested, hey, cool, let us know exactly what you're interested in. Are you interested in this service, that service, that service, click, and um, then the, co the conversation continues? Yes, it's similar, but um, obviously a very different look and feel, you know. Um, but yes, in, in essence, it is. So it's just has, that's very cool. Yeah, it has multiple call to actions, um, and ultimately you and are you pre-program that in the back end. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And you, you basically, um, you know, we love talking about the sales funnel. Yes, <laughs> we love team. it, especially <laughs> love it. here on the show as well. <laughs> so you know, it's massaging that person down the sales funnel to yeah. a conversion. Yeah. So you know, um, peristalsis. That's it. <laughs> is that the right word? I think it is. When it comes to digestion, like your bowel movements, almost. That oh, that's just lovely. We took a bit of a turn there. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in essence, you know, that's um, legion is kind of that golden goal often. Yeah. But it doesn't just happen overnight. I think if legion were easy on any platform for for that matter, people would be, you know, mm. it would be an easy win. But it's not like that. You've got to really go through the paces on legion, and it's constant revision, constant looking at at what you're doing. And, you know, in terms of the back end, it's become so user-friendly. You know, the d demographic click reports are now very, you know, it's a dashboard. You can mm. download that raw data. You can use it elsewhere. But, yeah. And there's obviously the organic side and the paid side. Very much. So I'm going to try, try and be cognizant of our time. Yep. But I want to quickly touch on the organic side. You know, maybe some best practices, tips, and advice. Yeah. But let's start with... Who's this for? Um, is this for anybody? LinkedIn, essentially. Like, would you advocate that every single person who's got a Facebook account should have a LinkedIn account? Is that something you would advocate? And when it comes to the businesses, what kind of businesses should be considering LinkedIn today? Like, what type of business should look honestly look at experimenting with it as of today? Yeah. Well, um, let's just start with the you know as a as a member. I think you know. Um, if you're working and graduates as well, definitely if you're coming up through the system and you're active in market and you want that professional persona, then very much be on the platform. You know, it's it's um, worth the investment. I mean, I must say personally, um, since I started, I have taken the time to, um, you know, keep my profile updated and mm. as active as I can. I it's mean, almost like your CV these days. Um, it is, but it's quite nice because you can kind of... Um, give it your own spin you know mm. obviously um it's cognizant to um who you're working for or if you're working for yourself as you're self-employed um kind of the representation and feel that you you want on on the platform and humanize it you know um it's not just about your credentials it's so much more because you can share your interest you can obviously um really network um with your peer group, um, with people who you would um, like to follow, who could be like mentors, you mm. know, in terms of a digital space. Um, and you don't, it's not, it doesn't have to be stodgy and serious. You know, there is so much wit 
um, and excitement. It's eased up a bit over the last couple of years. Yeah, very much. And I think, you know, as you're growing from a young person, so um, millennials are, you know, part of a huge growth of LinkedIn, is that they're coming into the market. And I think, you know, a lot of um, people really are taking studying, like lifelong learning quite seriously. So, um, you know, I work across the edu sector quite intensely, and it's so exciting to see how there is really um, a conscious change in terms of mm. that. And if you're a learner, if even if you're not working, if you're learning and you just keep progressing, you know, definitely this is a space to be because there are exciting um, conceptual um, conversations going on the, on the platform, Great, you know, yeah. um, and also things that um, you can just learn so much. There's real value there. Um, and it could kind of take you in all sort of different directions, which mm. is quite nice as well. You know, you're not pigeonholed to sort of one one field for that matter, yeah. you know. What I'm hearing you say is like anybody who's going to take their career seriously should be on this. Definitely. Like if you want to be a professional and if you want to create a, I would say, almost like increases increases the odds of you just getting noticed by other companies as well. Absolutely. Like it's almost like a, it's a leverage. Yes. Uh, and you can use it in order to, to leverage yourself into a job position or an interview or yeah. whatever it is. And yeah. I think you, you just increase your odds by being on that platform yeah. as opposed to not being on it. Definitely. And it's actually, I'm glad you mentioned that point because, um, you know, from a brand point of view as well, employee advocacy is so powerful. Mm. And the reach that you can get through that is immense. You know, ultimately, people working for a company, you are their brand ambassador. And not only that is that you can become an employee of choice through those conversations and shares and being involved with your, the people who, you know, mm, um, mm. work for you and, you and you work for that employee as well, you know, employer. No, correct. And, and you touched about it earlier, whether the employees actually become thought leaders in their own little niches. And I think that's something that we've advocated, version eight, you know, myself, Gilbert, anybody in the business. Yeah. I think it's, it's for yourself to start sharing your uh, I mean we always say everybody wants to be a thought leader but you're gonna have to start sharing your thoughts yeah you know you, you, it, is not bit, gonna, it is a bit nerve-wracking and in, in the beginning it, it <laughs> yeah. is quite nerve-wracking but I think essentially what it comes down to is that yeah. the more you learn about a topic the more you can just share your experience around it you don't have to always be right you yeah. can just share your perspective Absolutely. and your experience and yeah. that sparks very fruitful conversations on the platform yeah um, when it comes to companies businesses you know we touched on it earlier and we said a lot of people feel like it's not a space where they can really sell their uh, weight loss products, for example. Uh, whether that's true or not, it's probably debatable. But give us an, an idea of, of specifically who LinkedIn is perfectly for, you know, perfectly crafted for this type of company, organization or yeah. type of business. Yeah. And then maybe who else can also look at it and, and why? Yeah, well, look, I mean, it's very broad, you know. I mean, it's from the one-man show mm. right through to your big enterprise um, guys. Um, I think there's different strategies for different size companies and also the type of business very much. But I mean, I really work, I mean, I can't tell you the campaigns I've worked on, you know. Um, anything from your big mining giants and engineering, um, you know, clients, um, right through to high-end uh, retail, so mm. that your luxury like Cartier, Mont Blanc have been on the platform. Okay. Um, we see the likes of Coca-Cola, and that's really globally, a global voice on the platform. Um, you know, and then the, the smaller companies as well. I mean, IT, there are so many, you know, um, small to medium-sized IT companies, mm, and mm. they really do test the platform um, in different ways because of their service offerings and, you know, kind of products that they represent, and they're often partners of, you know, the bigger guys. So definitely um, a, a very good um, area for them. 
Um, but I mean, it's it's so broad. Yeah. I mean, you can go from logistics, um, utilities. There's, um, you know, as I say, the consumer goods as well. Yeah. Um, um, automotive is um, a, a massive growing area. SaaS as a service as well. Which is oh yeah, yeah. I've yeah. Seen, yeah. Um, even the government is taking yeah. cognizance. So I mean, they are um, they're a little bit slower to market, but they definitely. They, they're realizing that their um, profiles are important um, to start, mm. um, you know, building up and connecting um, with their public and particularly, obviously, in terms of business. Um, so government, yes, um, it's, it's coming on board more and more. Um, but automotive, as I say, are huge. I mean, your high-end sort of products, definitely um, perfect environment. Re- uh, real estate, another yes. one. So yes. that's both from a residential as well as um, a commercial. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's really very, very varied. Um, you know, I think that there are definitely brands that are more suited to the likes of Twitter and Facebook in yeah. terms of, you know, just the cadence and you know FMCG and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there's there's huge scope in terms of the type of businesses for LinkedIn. You know, if I had to sum it up personally myself, based on my own experience, I would say anybody who has a service business will definitely benefit from this because if you've yeah. got a service business, it means that you're selling to a decision maker yeah, and you're selling to another business. Yeah. So having a service business that sells to another business means that you have to reach out to a decision maker. And the nice thing about LinkedIn is you mm. can find those decision makers by just going to the search bar of LinkedIn. Absolutely. And, and I, th- I think that's the nice thing. That's how I, one of the strategies that I've used to start growing our agency when I started was I connected with every single marketing manager in Johannesburg. So I went and I said, marketing manager, Johannesburg. I don't want to say Cape Town because I can't meet them for coffee in Cape Town. That was now pre-COVID, obviously. Yeah, no, no. So my mentality the was The world's to, your oyster. Exactly. Now it is. But, you know, back then you were like, okay, I'm going to have coffee and, and we're going to chat and we're going to essentially find a way to, to sell our services when, when I'm in front of them. And I connected with every single marketing manager or CMO, marketing director that I could find. Um, and that was as easy as just searching for that job title. And I know I'm selling my services to that specific decision maker, so I can find them for free on LinkedIn. You can connect and start a relationship. Build a, you can start building a relationship with them. Correct, correct. And I think also, like when people look at a company page as an example, you know, um, like I often get asked, you know, what is a good content strategy? And obviously, depending on the type of business that you have is that there's so many stories, it doesn't just have to be this hard product push all the time. Mm. You know, there's so much that you can thread in in terms of a brand story. And also, you know, that's from, you can look at your employees, um, you can do success stories, obviously CSI projects, um, a day in the life of an employer, Mm. you know. um, Obviously the product messaging is very important, um, the technology side of things, um, your environmental consciousness in terms of what you're doing for certain businesses. Um, often um, I've seen some very nice thought leadership pieces around some of the problems they've had in a business and how they've solved it. Um, and that is really resonates mm, well. Powerful. Very, very powerful. Um, I think a lot of companies are also using yeah. it to, to almost like brag and express the company culture because you want to attract yeah. good talent. Correct. So I've seen that a lot of companies are using LinkedIn to almost almost like express the kind of culture that they have in the business, which makes other people go, oh, I would love to work there. Absolutely, absolutely. It's an amazing tool for that. And Mm. that's um, often, you know, that's threaded through the marketing messages as well um, in clever ways. So, yeah, yeah, it's very much a strategy on LinkedIn. Touching on the 
who's this for? And in my personal kind of like hindsight experience, you know, I said any, anybody who's got a service business selling to a decision maker, we've got a client who sells high-end luxury watches and we target CEOs and people. The, the nice thing is, is that you think, okay, cool, a CEO would be able to afford a luxury watch. Not if you, not all of them might be interested in a watch, but at least you can reach them knowing that they can afford it. That's yes. one way. Because yeah. selling requires two things. Someone needs to be interested and someone needs the money. Correct. <laughs> and a lot of times you get people interested, but they don't have the money. So it's almost like it's easier to get people who have the money and then create interest <laughs> to yeah. some to some extent. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like what we've used LinkedIn for, targeting the people who we know can afford. Yeah. But the first thing that happened was we had some weak quality leads because today every single person qualifies themselves as a CEO when they start a business. So the yeah. one man CEO, yes. which is completely fine, I suppose, but it led to us having weak quality leads. So what we did was we said, you need to be a CEO of a company uh, a specific company with more than 50 employees so the moment you've got more than 50 employees yes. then uh, you know we want to target that CEO of that company because that kind of like shows that the business has been around for a while and that essentially the business is also growing or potentially in a, in a good state of foundation like has a good foundation yes and then we said on top of that that the CEO needed to be at that company for about two or three years because we need to make sure that he's got the finances in his bank account. So you had to be in that position of income. You had to be in that position for a couple of while to put some money aside to buy this watch. Yep. And that's kind of like the methodology that we've experimented with, yeah. which which kind of worked. And LinkedIn allowed us to do that. So I think and that's a consumer brand. So it is, it is definitely for consumer brands. I think it yep. just depends on the ticket that you're selling. And you need to ask yourself, Correct. is my target market yep. hanging out on this platform? And if they are, how can I communicate with them? Correct. Absolutely. You've put it very nicely. Awesome, man. And then in terms of the, the organic side now to, to round it up, any best practices for, for SMEs out there and, and people who want to kind of like draw attention to their profiles? Like what would you suggest? Um, firstly, I would definitely suggest a plan. Mm. So you have your three month, six month and 12 month. Um, because ultimately you want an active page, you know, um, the cadence of the of the platform is a little bit slower in terms of you, you really don't have to go absolutely mad, you know, posting um, organic content every 10 seconds. You can really think about it and strategize. Yeah. Also, you can work out um, what times are best on the platform. So you'll have all those analytics on the back end to help you. Um, and then, you know, think about the content strategy that you're going to share. So, you know, it should be varied. Um, should be consistent and obviously be um, of good quality. Um, make sure that obviously um, your imagery is um, correctly um, um, done. I mean, it's um, eye-catching. And then also test, you know, um, things with hashtags. Look at hashtag communities. Mm. Um, often this is overlooked. So you can actually go and check this on LinkedIn by checking in your, you know, your search bar. You put the hashtag in in whatever community you're looking at and it will bring up the numbers. So use those strategically as well. Tag people. Um, include your employees. You know, tell those stories. Really, everyone still loves a good story. No, for sure. Um, never underestimate the power of that. And really share helpful advice that we 
where people are going to see value. Yes, talk about your products, but be clever about it. You know, use new technologies. You know, um, everything I've mentioned prior as well. Um, you can really layer it as well to keep people going back to your page. And also what's quite interesting is once you follow a brand on LinkedIn, you know, um, the algorithm will actually always serve you their content as long as you're active on your feed. Okay. So it's quite nice. You can actually, you know, you will get their content. Um, and I think it's just important that, you know, brands really, um, you know, share good, insightful content that's going to um, not only be a sales push, you know, yeah. that's actually empowering people as to the why. Um, yeah, and obviously continuity. And be human. <laughs> Have a hu human touch. 100%. I think, you know, I always re-engineer the process of what would I like to see? Mm. Because... I'm the person I'm trying to sell to, essentially, in my business. I'm trying to sell to another business owner yeah. or, you know, someone who's in charge of marketing, whatever it might be. So I always go, what what would I want to see? And then what kind of content that can I create that's going to add value to yeah. the questions I have? Yeah. Because I know that I've, I've, I've got burning questions. A lot of people must, in the same position, has got the same burning questions and they need them answered in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And, they, and if they don't, they're going to find it somewhere. So you might as well try and provide that value yeah. on a platform where you know they're hanging out. Absolutely. And that's where also the importance is of a good website as well. Because, you know, um, perhaps LinkedIn is the hook. It kind of tantalizes them and says, hey, you know, hmm. um, you know, have you thought about this or the, these, these tips or whatever it is, you know. And um, drive them to their website so that you're still obviously catching them there as well and building the relationship. Ultimately, it's about building a long-term relationship, you know. Exactly. Think about that. You can. You need to be social. It's a social network. You need to be social. And there's a reason why LinkedIn calls it the connect button. Yeah. Because you mm -hmm. want to connect. You don't want to become someone's friend necessarily, no. like Facebook yeah. or other platforms. But you want to connect with someone. And I think it's it's about being social. We had someone on the show the other day, Wandile. He managed to grow his agency also predominantly using LinkedIn mm -hmm. organically. And he had quite an interesting strategy. And for those listening, I think it was episode 15. So for those who, who want to go back and have a look. But he basically just expressed his strategy. And I'm just going to quickly share it. He said he would connect with somebody who he knew was would be his ideal decision maker or the job title that was obviously responsible for, you know, would be hiring the agency or whatever it may be. And then what he would do is he would actually be social on the platform commenting and liking their posts and really adding additional insights and perspectives to the content that that specific person was sharing. Yeah. So he then said that essentially what happened was this person keeps on seeing notifications of this individual who's commenting and sharing your content, which makes you feel good. Yeah. At the same time, it sparks conversations depending on the type of questions that you obviously ask in the comments. So he said like after a week or so, depending on how active this individual was so the idea would be to connect with people who you can see is quite active on the platform yeah. ideally yeah. he would say that you know often that would happen is that he would then message them directly yeah. so as opposed to then just commenting and sharing like he actually reaches out to them directly not just from the start at the bat from, from after the connection because yeah. sometimes I think most people do that and it's almost like it, it becomes a bit of a spammy kind of uh, situation where a lot of people just connect with you so they can spam you with their offers. Yeah. And he said in order to avoid that, you know, yeah. he would like and comment and share for like a whole week, be active. And then he had send a message going, I've been following you, I've been enjoying your content. I've got a quick question for you. And he would usually ask for advice or yeah. a bit of insight to yeah. a specific industry. Yeah. And 
then that's how the conversation would start and that would that would be the gateway to getting a better relationship yeah getting that relationship building that relationship and essentially then he would say you know what i noticed that you guys might have this issue yeah. do you mind if i do a quick video recording on and express how you know i would combat this or how i would try and solve this if i was you or whatever yeah. and he said that's worked quite tremendously well for him yeah. Um, so that's something to consider for those out there. Yeah, I must say, um, being in sales as well, you know, I often, um, like, I don't mind a cold call, but mm. um, often, you know, you know, when I'm reaching out, I do want to actually give a little bit of an intro and not just like, eh, you know, um, and it's quite I'm nice. the opposite. Just tell me what you're selling <laughs> and I'll figure out if I need it. Like, I don't have time. <laughs> no, but you know, when you talk, you're often trying to get to a decision maker and they're not available. And yeah. They're busy people, you know. No, of course. And also, I think today, like, you do not want to waste people's time. You do, you want to go in and, as you say, be quite clear. Mm. Um and I must say that um, I, I'd use different, I'd use the in-mail. Um, often when I connect with someone, I always say thank you with a little note. Mm. Um, and it was this amazing um, uh, a tool on, on, on um, the mobile app, actually. If you're in an, ev- an event, you can actually turn on your Bluetooth and it'll pick up everyone who's in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's quite nice because as you meet people, you can then connect with them. So that's quite a smooth transition. So, yeah, I mean, um, I think LinkedIn as well goes a long way in terms of protecting people from spam. Yeah. So um, I know in terms of the creative units on the in-mail messaging, definitely we have 30-day limitations. So um, What does that mean, sorry? So basically... um, a member can only be served an in-mail or, or messaging ad, rather. They've just changed that. Messaging ad and conversation ad every 30 days. Once you've been served um, one of these ad units, you cannot be touched by any other advertiser okay. for 30 days. So it prevents that, that, that high-volume spam. Mm. Obviously, in your personal capacity, you can send um, in-mails. Yes. Um, there is a limitation on that as well. I think that you know it is quite um, uh, protected in terms of unless you've got a sales navigator package and things like that. Um, so it just shows you the level of... Um, you know the, measures you're yeah, taking yeah the, the the and the credentials behind that you know mm. why that's happening um because it is in in um you know the business realm as well no for sure absolutely and i think it's it's important i, I was actually thinking about it now uh you've mentioned it that it's every 30 days or so and it's funny because i think it, over the last year or so my in my inbox has calmed down yeah, they've been quite strict. Um, my be inbox edit. has calmed yeah, down. Like I almost didn't, never wanted actually. to go into my inbox because oh. it's like a little bit of a, uh, it's quite daunting to go in there because there's always people just connecting with you for to sell their offers and then you've got the paid sponsored messages. So I think now that you've mentioned it, I'm actually thinking back, well, my inbox has calmed down a lot, and which you, is quite great because yeah, now I'm almost like more willing to go back. <laughs> oh, no, good. Well, that's good to hear. No, but, I mean, for you've, sure. you've obviously got all the settings that you can block and you yeah. can really um, formulate your profile of how you would like to mm-hmm. um, um, have it. But um, one tip as well is have a photo. Mm. It gets a lot more views. Uh, you know, uh, I know people. Yeah, I know. I, I know imagine. the reason. You know, it's a simple thing. It's such a simple thing, and I know people. And why, make it look professional. Yeah, why people do it, but when we do executive training, you'd be surprised that it's a. You know, some people have um, that you'll only see the photo once you've connected with them and so forth. But uh, okay. I think it is actually one of the more important things is you know have a professional photo there, and also use the billboard cover mm. behind you in terms of that cover photo. Hundred percent. I mean, you could use that as a brand ambassador space. You know. Mm. Um, all the big enterprise guys kind of do it. They design a few for their staff. 
Um, so it's quite nice. You immediately look on and you see, oh, this is what that person's about, you know, where they are, yeah. who they act. While well, we're talking about optimizing your profile, I think, you know, LinkedIn allows you to put your name, your contact details. But the nice thing is you can actually specify in your header or your, your title, what your title is. Yes. The summit, yeah. And I think a lot of people would just say owner of yeah. or, you know, marketing director of. And I, and I used to make those mistakes and I realized, you know, a lot of people actually check your profile out. And that's the nice thing about LinkedIn. You get notifications when people Correct. view your profile. Yes. And one thing we started doing was we try to be creative with your title. And you kind of like, kind of like, almost like explain in a, in a, in a way what you do, but in a way that it creates curiosity so that someone actually wants to connect with you. Mm. So as opposed to saying, I'm the owner of VA Media, or it might still be there, but we say, you know, we help company generate. We've we've generated over 125 or 275 thousand leads um, for companies in the B two B space. So now, if you are a business owner in the B two B space and you need leads, you know exactly who we are and what we do. Yeah. Versus just saying owner of V8 Media, which technically means nothing. Yeah. So we do very similar things.